Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Just because July just started doesn't mean that you can't get your gambling fix in for the NFL. Oh, come Already on now. got those odds out Absolutely. for pretty much anything futures related, but also for week one as well. Before we get to some of these futures and you know, like we said ending last episode, talk about the AFC North and the odds for uh that division. Plus two and a half point underdogs for the Steelers in week one at home against the San Francisco 49ers so far. I think the Steelers are going to win that football game. And I don't think that that line is stupid. It sounds stupid to talk about this when it's two months away, but I don't but think hey, that line's going to move. It's, at least it's not April or May anymore. And we, we were having these conversations. I don't think that line's going to move that much. I think the Niners will still be favored heading into Pittsburgh. They might be starting Sam Darnold at quarterback, though. Yeah, it's very possible. Even if it was Lance, even if it was Purdy, it's a 1 o'clock kickoff, first game of the year for a West Coast team on the East Coast. It's 9 a.m. internally for them. And the Steelers have a knack for, you know, doing well in an opener, especially one at at Akersher that has been here since, like, 2004, 5. The the last two seasons... (laughs) The Steelers went on the road to start the season as major underdogs. Two years ago, it was against Buffalo. Last year, it was against the Bengals. And both times, they won. And both times, they were on the road. And both times, the Steelers had the disadvantage at quarterback. Now, we know for sure Brock Purdy is not going to be starting that game. And that's the one quarterback on that roster currently that I would want to go up against the least based off of his success from last year. Yeah, but also, you know, even if Purdy was the guy... You still kind of feel the good. Quarterback. I think yeah. Pickett's the best quarterback. You still feel good. I mean, we, so we, many times last year, people like Matt Williamson and Matt Williamson said it all the time. If, if Kenny Pickett was on, was on the, Niners, the Niners, it would be night and day. It would be a runaway, runaway winner for offensive rookie of the year. They probably would have done just as well, and they probably would have had a much better shot in the Philly game. In the Philly game, right? So you got the quarterback advantage. You're in your own dojo, and it's most likely going to be Sam Darnold. So. I know it's so far away, and maybe lines do move, and the Steelers become a favorite. But right now, two and a half point underdog like, at home against a team that doesn't blow you away at the most important position. I I, I think the Steelers are going to get off to a, a good start. I mean, granted, game. it could be like a final score of like six to three because they're the San Francisco defense is also top notch. <clears throat> I mean, how about this homecoming for Javon Hargrave? That is very true. Yeah. And you're right about the San Francisco defense, especially. I think early in the season, defense has a tendency to maybe click a little faster than offenses. You know, offenses well, yeah, I think little, offenses maybe are trying to do a little too much early on. Need some time to get in yeah. sync. I mean, right. you have your three preseason games, but come on. It's not the same as Those guys are barely, like on defense, those guys are getting significantly more playing time starting together than the offenses, right? I mean, the Big Ben was starting two drives an entire preseason. That's it. Yeah, so 
I could see your point where that game would be a very low-scoring game with two, you know, top 10 defenses in the NFL mm-hmm. kind of carrying the play that day. But looking at the AFC North, and if people aren't, if bookmakers aren't confident in the Steelers getting a win uh, in week one against the Niners, they're really not confident in their uh, prospects in the AFC North. Obviously, different sports books have different odds. Not going to reveal really which one I'm looking at, but anywhere you pretty much look, it finishes in this order. Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and then the Steelers in fourth. And the Steelers are in fourth by a pretty decent margin as far as some of the odds are concerned. Mm. So, you know, plus 115 is what I'm looking at for the Bengals. That's the best odds to win the North. Plus 600 for the Steelers is where they're at. Um in the basement right now. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't take it those just, maybe like just to get a huge payout, but no, you wouldn't bet on that assuming it could pay out. I think the real. Steelers are going to finish third this year. Does that yeah, mean I think that that's they fair. that doesn't mean that they're not going to be in a wild card race though? I think the North is one of the better divisions in football, and last year we're close to having every team over five hundred. The Browns were eight and nine. I mean, so it really is that tight of a division. That even if you pick them to finish third, they probably have a decent shot at being one of the top seven teams in the conference. You also have to remember that these odds come out with the idea to get people to bet on certain things. And Mm -hmm. people have been high on the Browns for a long time, Mm -hmm. about three to four years now. Maybe even a little bit longer. About half a decade, honestly. Cleveland's the next team. They're Super Bowl paper champions. And I still think you kind of get that kind of effect right now where you can get people to bet on the Browns. Again, they're third right now as far as the order is concerned. But you can get people to bet on them more than, even though the Steelers are a heavily bet on team, more than the Steelers when you're looking at a a division outlook. I mean, you still have Miles Garrett on defense, so you have that big defensive Mm -hmm. name. And I think people still think that, and I'm not, someone who's ready to dismiss him yet, but people still think that Deshaun Watson can kind of recapture the form that Deshaun Watson had once upon a time. So really, when I look at the way that these bookmakers, whatever book you're using, uh, assigns these odds, I, I really just look at it as a quarterback ranking in their eyes. You know, they think Burrow's the best, then they think Lamar is second best, and then right now they still think Deshaun Watson is better than Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that, that's that outlandish of a thing to say, but like you pointed out at the beginning of this episode, Pickett outplayed Deshaun Watson in the final game of the season in their first head-to-head matchup uh, as division foes. So not ready to say Watson's done yet, but by no means am I ready to, you know... Crown him as the best quarterback well, in that division. not just that, but just saying that he's even close to recapturing somewhat <laughs> of a form right. that he once had where he can have this team getting to 10 or 11 wins. So... Take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, Steelers fans. When you see those Browns in front of you, that might just be Vegas's way of getting a lot of people to soccer bet into the Browns maybe as a long shot to win the division with the uh, the third uh, worst odds right now. But I think on paper, the Steelers are better than the Browns. I, I think that yeah. they are a more well-rounded team defensively. Um, you Boast to Miles Garrett, then you got a TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. You know, like once you go down the list, the Steelers. The comparables start to inch are there, ahead. but yeah, they for sure. And offensively, yeah, you have the best player that either offense can boast with Nick Chubb. But once you get past Nick Chubb, you know, 
Amari Cooper, George Pickens can be just as impactful as Amari Cooper this year. Deontay Johnson can be as well. You know, the receiving core, the tight ends, the quarterback, Jerry's still out. <clears throat> you know, there's still there's places where the Steelers can get a little bit of an edge offensively as well. It's not an avalanche for the Browns in that direction. So, I, again, I get kind of where the order lies and how these odds are assigned, but I just think that the Browns, to me, are the worst team in the AFC North right now. Yeah, and, and it has so much to do with just the 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 top-to-bottom aspect of it as well, the organizational running of that team. Uh, to guarantee someone like Deshaun Watson $250 million, from the get-go, people were giving questionable looks to that. And putting all your chips into that one bet on Deshaun Watson panning out after taking off nearly two years away from the game, and then building a team around him that, okay, yeah, you have Amari Cooper uh, on offense, and yeah, you have great running backs, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but the coach still, I mean, there are so many teams in this league, Tom, that are so quick to say, oh, well, you're not going to win with us, so we have to we have to pivot. Three years in, we're pivoting. Maybe even two years in, we're pivoting away. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Brandon Saley, maybe next for the Chargers. But I don't get why in Cleveland, where they draft Baker Mayfield first overall in 2018, they make it to the AFC Divisional Round in 2020, and ever since, they have done absolutely nothing other than signing... Deshaun Watson, and other than going out and getting uh, Amari Cooper as a supplemental piece. I mean, we just see time and time again the Browns crown themselves as the offseason winners, right? The the hype kings of the NFL. <clears throat> and time and time again, we see them kind of not crash and burn, but fail to meet expectations once the season starts. So it's to me, I don't understand the logic of putting the Steelers behind the Browns in terms of betting favorites to win that division. Especially, too, when the Steelers, who are an improving team, are playing on a third-team third place schedule right next year. Sure, the Browns are playing on a fourth-team, fourth-place schedule next year, but I don't think the Browns have significantly improved at all this year the way, or maybe if they have, it's it's nowhere close to how the Steelers have improved. No, so if you're talking about like, in terms of winning that division or betting favorites to win that division, I don't see how you can say that the, the Browns have a better chance than the Steelers have in terms of what they did from last year to this year in, in, in an effort to do better. Now, looking at the other two teams in the division, is there any chance in your mind that the Ravens catch the Bengals and dethrone them? Uh, Bengals now running on two straight years as the AFC North champion. Do they make it a third straight year as the the odds would dictate they would? Or do you think that, you know, you bring in Lamar, you sign Odell, you really are starting to kind of make a commitment towards the passing game um, if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you have given your financial commitment to Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't know if this is something that just gets boiled down to Lamar has to stay healthy for them to have a chance, but... I think it does, though. Uh, it's hard to win a division three straight years in the in the NFL. Sure, so, especially in this AFC North, which right. we've like, it's seen. It's not like it's the Patriots mm-hmm. in the East whenever it was cupcake after cupcake after cupcake. Like, 
there are teams that are like the Ravens were a game away last year, and I know there was some wonkiness due to the unfortunate circumstances around Demar Hamlin and the mm-hmm. way that the the record yeah it the almost record. came down to a coin flip. But yeah, like the right. Ravens were right there. Like they almost won the North last year with Lamar being sidelines for a lot of the time. Uh, if he stays healthy, I think that they do have a shot to. I, I picked the Bengals to win. But again, three straight years in football is really tough to do in this type of division. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens, by a game, by something like that, edge out the Bengals this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, think it's it, between those two. Like, it, I don't uh, think the Steelers or the Browns are, are quite there yet. To, I think the Steelers can be a thorn, and the Browns might be a thorn as the well. The Steelers might be the reason why the Bengals drop a game and the Ravens get And the Ravens w- get the division, like yeah, or, or vice versa. I think that those two teams are ready yet to string together enough wins to The push Browns the, and the Steelers, yeah, you mean. To, yeah. I think it's a two-team race for the, the division. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And that's not to discredit the Steelers. You no, just no, kind no, of, no. I mean, especially Joe Burrow and that team in Cincinnati, you, you have such more faith in, because yeah, well, they've been doing it. And for, with the Steelers, I mean, you are still... On a on trajectory, the, on the right? The Phantoms' revenge. You are not even halfway up that mm-hmm. hill. The Browns are on the second down. Really, that's now. the really... Browns are on their second go around mm-hmm. of trying to make this work. They have broken the bank literally for this quarterback. Uh-huh. Like they are in their last. If they don't win a division title this year or next year, oh, which I don't think re- they will. Things get really bleak, and I don't for think them. they will. But the Steelers it's... don't have to do that in the next no, couple years because a they had the coach right. There's. There's always going to be a, a, a hot seat, maybe, for every NFL coach, including Mike Tomlin, including Bill Belichick in, in New England. Uh, no one is safe from that. But Mike Tomlin has such a proven track record over Kevin Stefanski. It's just so mind-blowing, Tom, that given so many teams' uh, willingness to, to be so trigger-happy or, or, or willingness to pull the trigger or pull the, pull the rug out from a, under from a coach— because they missed the playoffs two years in a row. It's mind-blowing how Kevin Stefanski still has a job in Cleveland. I guess they just really believe in him uh, for the Browns. But getting back to the Ravens and Bengals, it's nothing against the Steelers. It's just those two teams have it. And it being Joe Burrow and in Baltimore, it being a healthy Lamar Jackson. But to, I think that's kind of what it boils down to. I know you don't want to make it as simple as that, but I just... Even though you brought up the good point that the Ravens were in it, I'll bring up a counterpoint that they were only in it because of the record in this first half of the season when they had a healthy Lamar Jackson. For the second year in a row, they went without Lamar for either the entire second half or almost the entire second half of that season. We know two years ago they lost, what, seven in a row, six games in a row? And last year they had a pretty cruddy cruddy finish as well. So... They were only in that position to finish a game behind the Bengals because of the the strong first half of the start of the season for them, thanks to Lamar Jackson. So if Lamar plays a whole season, it would not shock me at all if the Ravens win the AFC North. Not at all. It would not shock me one bit because he's as talented as any quarterback in the league. John Harbaugh is as good of a coach in the NFL. Uh, his his ability to to... to lead this team in a new era after having Joe Flacco completely change course and make it work with the health of Lamar Jackson. You got to give him credit. But if Lamar Jackson is not there and you're moving forward with who Anthony Bryant, it just, to me, it's, it's a no brainer. You have to go with Joe Burrow, but I mean, there's a, there's a likelihood that Joe Burrow has an injury too. I mean, remember his rookie year, he, 
he went down for the second half of the season. Well, yeah, and the Bengals might, you know, not have as great. Although, you know, they didn't start out amazing last year. No, they, they didn't. had a little bit of a struggle. But it out wouldn't of the shock game. me too, Tom. With but I'm just saying they could come back to the pack a little bit. They could fade back. I don't know. Game. I have a feeling with contracts coming up. But this is it for Cincy? Like, they're going to put all not their this chips is it, in the middle But, like, of the this is going to be like a, you win now so that, because this is the best team you're going to have. Sure, you're going to have Joe Burrow for forever or as long as you possibly can, and you're going to have Jamar Chase for as long as you possibly can, but you just signed Orlando Brown to help protect Joe Burrow. I think it's it's got to be like a win-now mentality. Not to say that the window is closing after this year, but you're not going to have the same weapons you have this year as you do next year. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, they are the fourth betting favorite right now in a lot of books to win the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati the Bengals. Bengals are. And since we're big dreamers here on this show, taking a look at where <laughs> the Steelers land, they have the same odds as the New York Giants from the sporty book that I'm looking at to win the Super to Bowl. To win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. So look at that one of two ways. One, the Giants just won a playoff game last year, mm-hmm. just signed their quarterback to a big-time contract, and are yeah. working on a new deal with Saquon Barkley. Go out and they get Darren Waller from the Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders, right? So they get themselves. Dayball coming off of a coach of a year. They get themselves another weapon for Jones. I mean, they're a team on the rise. No question about right. it. And again, they won a playoff game last year. And you, as the Steelers, the team that struggled at the beginning of the season, got hot towards the end of the year, finished nine and eight, missed the playoffs. You're viewed as a team that has just as good of odds to get to the Super Bowl. As that giant, and he and and I don't know how much you know. I'm the not other a way to look man. at it, though, before sure. you go in, Jacob, yeah, is those Giants last year were kind of a little fraudy. I well, mean, a little so, fraudy. And who did they beat in their playoff game? The all the, the all time the all time your frauds. favorite NFL favorite team, team ever. That's very accurate. Yeah, <laughs> but the all time fraud Minnesota. So like, you look at it. And you're like, oh, the Giants won a playoff game last year. The Steelers thought of in the same class as them. But really, when you start to scratch and sniff that surface a little bit, it starts to smell a little. So what I was going to say, what I was going to say kind of incorporates both sides of that argument, Tom, is New York, you know, we we talked a lot about Brian Dayball winning coach of the year over Doug Peterson in Jacksonville because he's playing in New York, right? New York gets all that attention. I don't know how betting works as well as you do. You're much more in tune with it than I am. But is it fair to say maybe Pittsburgh in 
realistically should be more heavily favored or have better odds for the Super Bowl because maybe the Giants' odds are a little boosted because they're in New York? I think the Steelers get boosted too, though, just because they're the Steelers. So like, you think so? You know, okay, people, so it goes every both ways. Okay, just like the Steelers are always good. Yeah. they're worth a, a bet to win. A or Super they're Bowl. always in contention to make the playoffs and then make a playoff run. The Broncos are just a bit in front of the Steelers. As See, far that as doesn't Super make Bowl a lot of sense concerned. to me, and that's that's putting a lot of weight on Sean. Here's Payton. why it doesn't make sense to me: because teams like the Vikings, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Lions, they're all in front of the Steelers too for Super Bowl. That makes sense though because they're in the NFC, so like their right. path to get right. there is a little bit easier. easier. Denver's in that same beast of a conference mm-hmm. that the Steelers are. I don't know why you would put as much faith or more faith in the however Broncos. slightly as it is, more faith in the Broncos than you would the Steelers. Maybe it's the Sean Payton effect. Maybe it's the Russell Wilson will bounce back effect, but I don't know about Russell Wilson yeah, I feel bouncing like I'm seeing all a the lot, way back. I feel like I'm reading a lot more that people are leaning that way more so than that. That he won't bounce back? He, right, that they're they're thinking that last year was just a fluke, an anomaly. And when you look at it too, his last couple of seasons in Seattle were far inferior to when he was a rookie and his first couple of years playing with Pete Carroll or under Pete well, Carroll. He got injured. Remember right. a couple of years his last year in Seattle, I believe he got hurt for a majority of the season. Gino came in, he played Gino played in the Sunday night game in right. Pittsburgh because right. Uh, of a mm-hmm. Russell Wilson injury. It was like and, a thumb injury, I think. Yeah, like yeah, you wonder if that's something that has never really gotten over for for Russell Wilson. But I I don't know why, and especially when you look at that division too, because yeah, the Steelers are in a tough division in their own right. But I mean, there is no division that has a greater threat to the other team's existence than the West. Oh does my with the Kansas God. City Chiefs. They, the- Mahomes has literally never lost an AFC West mm-hmm. game outside of his own stadium. Like I'm also pretty anytime sure. Anytime he goes to Denver, anytime he goes to Vegas, Oakland, wherever the hell they play their games, anytime he goes to LA to play the Chargers, he's won every time. Like if you're a fan of one of the other three AFC West teams and you have season tickets for the past seven years, however long he's been in the league, you have not seen your team. In person at home, beat Patrick Mahomes. I'm also he's pretty a sure Tom, to you. he's never lost to Denver in his career. He he might not have never lost to Denver in his career. I'm willing to bet that that's not that far fetched of a statement. I mean, the dude owns the division. The Raiders and the Chargers are lucky to have beaten them the very, very, very few times that they have. So I look at that and I'm like, so Denver's in the same tough conference as the Steelers are, and they're in a division where I mean, there is just no hope. I mean. The Steelers don't have much hope, but there is just no hope. The Broncos have not beaten the Chiefs <gasps> since the first time they played each other in 2015. So it even extends beyond Pat Mahomes. This was Alex Smith territory. 2015. Where were the you? Have beaten Where were the you? Uh, fall of 2015. You were what? A, a senior in college. Uh, I was yeah, heading into my senior year of college. That was the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. That's crazy. Tom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because the Broncos aren't a Lions or a Browns. No, or a Jets. no, no. Like, they're a good franchise. They won the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> good franchise for real. So that's a weird head scratcher, but. There's like no end in sight now either no. because of the I mean, monster that's He's in the only division. been around for four years, I know. five so years. So like they're in trouble now, and the whole division's in trouble. So I mean, you could say though. I mean, same. put it this way: the Chargers are a really good football team, mm-hmm. 
and the Chiefs still are minus money odds wise when it comes like you have that with the Jags just because the rest of the AFC South is garbage. But the Chiefs, who are in a division that have Sean Payton and Denver that people are high on, and have the Chargers, mm-hmm. who are a pretty good team. Right. And they're still you, you don't favored. get any plus no. money. Like the Bengals are plus money, plus right. one fifteen. You get nothing for the Chiefs. One thing you did bring up about the Bengals, and I'd like to tie it in with the Chiefs and the history of football, is you you we talked about the Steelers being a thorn to the Bengals or a thorn to the Ravens, and you're saying it's hard to win a division three years in a row. Like not everyone's gonna be the New England Patriots. But we might see that unfolding in front of our very eyes right now with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And Tom, I know it's early on, but Joe Burrow just might be that good. That you could see it happen in Cincinnati. He certainly has started out that way. I mean, he's right. two for three as far as the seasons are concerned. I mean, he's really two for two because the first, first season are, does yeah. not really count. So he's really starting to take a grasp as far as King of the North is concerned. One last odds that I wanted to look at before we wrap things up here on this episode. Defensive player of the year. Micah, Miles, Miles, Micah. Seems to go in that order, mm-hmm. whichever site you're and using. TJ. And then TJ. Yeah. And again, I know some people might take a little disrespect to that, but I look at it the other way. The man has missed half a season last year. Yeah. Missed some time the year prior to that, even though he did set the sack record. And he still is viewed as that number three as far as odds are mm-hmm. concerned. And that's in front of the reigning defensive player of the year, too, Nick Bosa, who's just behind TJ Watt. Barely behind him, but he, he's right there. I mean, it's incredible the amount of impact that this dude has where he can miss the amount of time that he did last year. He has that Watt last name that, you know, you start to worry about injuries when they get to become this age in the NFL, and yet he's still viewed as, oh, yeah, he could be a, a podium member for defensive player of the year this year. He's going to be a first team all pro if he stays healthy. So oh, without question, uh, he's if he all, stays healthy. He's third as far as sacks are mm-hmm. concerned, as far as, you know, the odds for who's going to have the most sacks in the NFL. I mean, the dude has not, despite missing time, has not really done anything to make people think he's fallen off as far no. as the elites are concerned defensively. No. I I mean, despite Kenny Pickett being a quarterback and up and coming quarterback T.J. Watt is the face of this franchise. I think that's fair to say for now. I think I think Pick even it, even last just... year, even la- I mean, th- to his credit, right? He missed half of the season, and he was still the face of that franchise last season. Yeah, he's definitely the face. I mean, it's hard to say that though because you've got like Tomlin's a face, Cam's a face. Yeah, but I think Kenny, in his own way, is a face because he, you know, the pit. Ke- as Not a great kid, as Minka pay. is at his position, Tomlin is as a coach. Uh, Cam just, at the defensive line. People it's think just of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you fear going up against TJ Watt. It's like going up against Aaron Donald. How the hell do you stop Aaron Donald? You don't know how you're going to manage to stop TJ Watt. You just hold on, and you hope you do as good of a job as you possibly can. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that difference with TJ Watt that mm-hmm. you're saying. He, he's just got that. Like when, 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 when I'm sure when in Pittsburgh last year, when TJ Watt came back from his injury, in Pittsburgh it was elation. He's back. The season's going to change. We know the record with TJ on the field versus without him on the field. And now he's back on the field. That's going to help the Steelers a lot. And it did. And imagine the reaction 
in other cities, in Cleveland, in Cincinnati, in Baltimore. Oh, bleep. TJ actually is coming back when a lot of people said he could miss the entire season in well, week one. And you saw game plans change, you know, even though he wasn't as good as he we're used to seeing from TJ Watt, but people keyed on 90. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've centered their entire offensive protection schemes around blocking number 90, and it just frees up so many other talented people on that defense uh, to have big games. So, yeah, I, I, I'll i give you TJ Watt as the face of the franchise. Now that number seven's hung him up, I'll give yeah. you TJ Watt as and, the face. And it's no disrespect to, to Cam either. And Cam is as respected and well-deserved of that respect as any player in the NFL is by his city and by his franchise, yeah. but it's still TJ. I mean, Cam didn't set the sack record. No, and right. Again, when you look at face of a franchise, you look you got to look beyond Pittsburgh. And in Pittsburgh, you're right. Cam is probably he might be at the top of the list locally just because of who he is. Yeah, great, great guy. person. Yeah, but you know, I mean, some, here's the thing, Tom. Some fan TJ of TJ and Cam are going to finish one and two in terms of franchise sack leaders. Yeah, official. Some fan of the NFL who's living in Wyoming and North, they think TJ Watt when they mm-hmm. think Steelers. He's the number one guy that comes to mind. So I like your point by saying he missed half the season last year. And it He's wasn't that he viewed. came he didn't come back and was perfect like he was before the injury. Like the entire Bengals game. Remember throughout that game we were saying to each other, TJ's gonna win Depoy again. <laughs> Like, you don't even have to play the rest of the season. Just show the tape from the Bengals game, and that's all you need to prove that he's the best player on the defensive side of the ball right now. He came back. He wasn't that same version of himself, but he was still so feared, and he was such a difference maker. Like you said, teams had to scheme differently. The teams that the Steelers were facing without T.J. Watt had it easier than the teams that faced T.J. Watt and the Steelers in the second half of the season. He's going to come back this season, and... Remember last year when he had his hold in, now it's he's got his contract. So I don't even think there's a worry about how much do you let T.J. Watt do. You let T.J. Watt do what T.J. Watt wants to do because now that with that injury, you, you can't risk it any fur, getting any worse because you know that injury was not something that was re-aggravated. That was something that was entirely new. He has a history of injuries. You let him come back the way... He can come back in the easiest way possible. You put him out there for one, maybe two preseason games, and they let him run, run rampant in week one. And it wouldn't shock me at all, time if we see a similar tape week one of this season as we did last season against the Bengals. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere. You just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa is going to take care of the rest. ESPN Plus did a ranking of all 32 rosters in the NFL. Let's go from 32 up to one and reveal where the Steelers landed on that list and just give some quick thoughts uh, for each team as we reveal them. It's coming up next. You're listening to the Steelers Standard. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.